Hello, this is Nathan Ray, and this is Donald, Donald Alango. Donald Alango. How do we know each other, Donald? What's up, guys? Nathan, I met him. We have a mutual friends, TK and Carissa. We do this Bible studies every Thursday, and I hopped on a few months ago. And yeah, I just met him through that Bible study. It was you know, it was a good Bible study. It was a good conversation, good people. And Nathan always had some amazing things to say. And he told me about this, this beautiful podcast. And I'm like, okay, I want to be a part of it. You know, I want, to, I want to see what I have to say, answer his questions. And then we linked up and here I am. It's funny because we actually never met face-to-face before. So this is like, I guess, my first time meeting him face-to-face. Like not in person, but, you know, over Zoom. So I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me, man. You're welcome. Yeah, usually whenever we're having our Bible studies, you keep your camera off. Because I'm usually working, that's why. (laughs) That's partly annoying, not being able to see your face, not being able to make that connection. But at the same time, given your line of work, I can understand why you would just want to keep this audio only. Before we transition to the next segment, just to give a tease for what's to come, what is your line of work? I'm an actor. I do theater, I do commercials, I do film, I do television. So basically I do everything. I went to school for for two years to do what I do now. How has God been working in your life as of late? God has been impacting my life in a huge, huge, huge way. I was born a Christian. My dad is a pastor. But a few years in my teenage to late early 20s, I left because like everyone, I was being rebellious. I didn't understand it because my dad usually had that religious mentality. So he beat it on us. So I was like, oh, I don't want to follow God if, that, if this is the way life is. And then a few years back when I was like 25, 26, I started going back to church. And then God really started speaking to me, not in like a religious way, more like in a relationship way. He started really to affect me in a different way. And I really started to understand I always knew who God was, but I never had a relationship with Jesus Christ. So I really started studying his life. And I really started to notice that the whole Bible is basically about Jesus Christ. And I've never known that before. So I started to get into my relationship with Jesus Christ. I started spending time with him. I started doing devotionals, reading the Bible constantly, basically every single day, praying to him. And then he just started to really impact me in a huge way. And I love it. And my life has been going on a direction where it's beautiful, it's amazing, it's wonderful. And I never thought this would happen to me before. And now I'm meeting people like Nathan. I'm meeting people like Chris and TK, my girlfriend. I met her in church and everything is just the people that I'm surrounding myself with right now. Like it's everything that I ever wanted. And I give that to Jesus Christ. I feel like he's the reason he led me to people like everyone that's around me. And it's beautiful. It's a beautiful relationship. I love it. I wish I knew this. I wish I didn't walk away when I was younger because I feel like my life would have been a lot different if I stuck with it. But I'm happy to be where I am right now. How would your life have been different? I feel like if I didn't walk away and I wasn't too scared of that religious mentality and I met Jesus Christ when I was younger, I wouldn't have done half of the things that I've done. Let's talk about financial. I wouldn't have wasted so much money on things that I don't need going clubbing, drinking, spending it on girls, you know, uh, wasted relationship. I hurt a lot of people. I wouldn't have hurt uh, so many people in my life. You know, I would have learned a lot of amazing life lessons. You know, that school, sadly, school never really teaches us. 
And I learned all that through the Bible, you know, how to be the person God created me to be. I felt like if I had that when I was in my late teen or like early 20s, my life would have been so much different. I would have not wasted so much time doing the things that I've done. You know, I would have been where I am right now, about five, six years ago. But everything happens for a reason. And I felt like I needed to go through what I went through to be where I am right now. You know, and it's all thanks to God, you know, because to be honest, I don't think I would have been here. I think I would have been dead <laughs> if God really didn't like if I didn't have that encounter with Jesus Christ, I think my life would have been over with. What denomination was your family a part of growing up? Oh, it was always Christian Pentecostal. But my dad had that religious mentality. Oh, you can't watch movies. Oh, you can't watch certain kind of stuff. You can't have tattoos. I don't have any tattoos, but I'm saying you can't have tattoos. Or oh, you can't drink. So like he had that religious mentality, you know, and I, he, that's the reason that I'm like, I don't think God is like that. Okay. For myself, I think that the way that God has been working in my own life, right now I'm on a trip down to Calgary, away from my home city of Edmonton. I am currently volunteering at a convention over the last day or so. Today is going to be my last day before I break off and do other things in the city. And I remember in the lead up to trying to visit this city, I tried contacting as many of my friends as I knew here in Calgary, tried to see if they'd be willing to let me stay at their place. Every single time I either got a no answer or they just didn't reply to me. I have family members here in the city. Were you born yet? No, but I oh. did live in Calgary for quite a number of years. Okay. So I have a couple family members in the city. I tried calling them up in order to see if I could stay at their place for the entire time that I was supposed to be down here. And they said no, because we're afraid that if you go to this convention center, then you're going to catch COVID and you're going to pass mm -hmm. COVID onto the rest of us. And we're going to accidentally infect one of our elderly relatives and we can't afford to let that happen. But thankfully, I was able to negotiate with those family members and let them have me stay at their place for about a night. And I remember how I got down to Calgary was that one of my family members picked me up from here in Edmonton. And as we were driving down, they were asking me about my thoughts on COVID and on vaccinations because I've been fairly outspoken about how I think the restrictions that are being implemented by our government, they're a bit tyrannical at times, that COVID doesn't seem to be as serious as everyone is making it out to be. It's, it's not like it's the plague or Ebola. And as we were having this conversation, I kept on getting interrupted by my family member. And it got to a point where we were shouting at each other. And I just remember thinking to myself, okay, this is not what I really wanted to have as my interactions with these people. I've heard that this is supposed to be a divisive issue, but I don't think I've really understood how divisive it can really be because I've never had to be in the same room as another family member who doesn't necessarily think the same way that I do. And the way that I see God working in that is that there's a passage in the Bible where Jesus is talking about how he didn't come to bring unity, 
He came to bring division, to set family members against one another. And it just makes me think when it comes to COVID and getting vaccinated, I don't feel particularly convicted one way or another about whether or not I should get this vaccine based on medical reasons. I do feel strongly convicted that I shouldn't be getting the vaccines because of social political reasons. And if I'm going to stand firm on those convictions, then perhaps it's a training ground for worse things to come. You know how in our Bible study, there have been times when we've been talking a lot about the tribulation and the end of the world and what everything's going to be like when we live through that period of time. And so I kind of feel like if this is meant to be a training period for that point in time, then that's how God is working in my life. He's challenging me. He's getting me to question things and he's bringing me to a point where I have to decide what is it that I actually believe in and how much am I going to stand on my own convictions. So he's basically wanting you to persevere. Yeah. Yeah, for me, when it comes to vaccination, usually I don't like getting into that topic because I feel like it gets a lot of people heated. But where, where I stand is, for me, I don't have no problem with the vaccination. Uh, I have both of my shots. I have no problem with the vaccination. The only problem I have is with the government or like whatever, the city people, pushing people to do something they do not want to do. You know, we're, in, in the Bible, we're taught free will. You know, God gave us free will. So I feel like if people want to get vaccinated, let them get vaccinated. If people don't want to get vaccinated, but don't restrict them to like, oh yeah, if you don't have your vaccination, you're not allowed to go to movies or like you're not allowed to go to restaurants. That aspect of like the vaccination, I don't like, you know, they're taking people's freedom away. They're forcing people to do something they don't want to do. And I feel like that's not right. So when it comes to that aspect, I'm like, yeah, you know, I agree with people like, yeah, you can't take my freedom away. You know, we have freedom of choice. God gave us freedom of choice when he created us. So who are you to tell us what to do and what not to do? You know, let us do what we want to do. For me, I, I took it because, you know, before I took it, I prayed and I had a conversation with God, you know, and I felt like the spirit was leading me. He's like, yeah, there's no problem with it, you know. And some people might pray and have conviction like, yeah, I don't think you should take this. I feel like we're all on a different walk. I feel like Jesus came so we can have unity. I agree with love because God is love. You know, God, the reason Jesus is not back for the second coming is because he wants everyone to know his name. He wants everyone to have that choice. Like, I'm going to follow you. So, you know, because it even says in the Bible that every single person, everyone living on earth will know the name of Jesus Christ, you know, before the second coming. Because remember, God is slow to anger. God is patient. You know, he's waiting for everyone. So I feel like, especially in this time, I feel like we need unity more than division. And, uh, you know, when it comes to topic like this, I feel like we need to approach it with love. We need to approach it with like, I understand where you're coming from. This is where I'm coming from, you know. And I feel like that's what we need in this world. In this broken world, we need a united church. We need a united body of Christ. That's what we're supposed to represent. We're supposed to represent Christ to everyone. Even in the Bible, when Jesus Christ was talking to the Pharisees and Sadducees, he spoke with them with love. He cared for them. You know, he wanted to save them. So I feel like that's what we need now, especially with unvaccinated and vaccinated people. Like the way they're like approaching everything is like, guys, there's a different way, you know, even the government is a different way. So that's where I stand at it. Are you going to take a shot? Right now? No. 
I feel like I want to wait a little bit more time in order to determine if the fourth wave is coming and if we're in the middle of experiencing it right now, then how bad is it going to get? Is it going to be worse or is it going to be more manageable than the last wave that came about in the winter season? Do you believe in COVID, Doug? I do believe that it's a thing. I do believe that it can kill people. In fact, part of the reason why my relatives were so concerned about me getting COVID was because one of them had caught COVID and it almost killed them. Oh, so that's why they're scared, huh? Yeah, pretty much. But I also know that I've been in some crazy situations. I've been in crowds. I've been in rooms with people who tested positive for COVID later on. Before coming down to Calgary, my roommate actually caught COVID, and there were many times during his sickness when I was in the same room as him, and we were touching the same household items, and I just wasn't getting sick. Wow, that's beautiful. Yeah, it's either God, or I have an incredibly good immune system, or I'm just really, really lucky. (laughs) Straight up God, man. You have the grace of God all over you, man. That's crazy. Wow. Because every single person that I've talked to that has been in contact with someone that had COVID, they get COVID right away. You know, I got COVID because I was in contact with someone that had COVID. So like to hear your story, that's a miracle, man. (laughs) That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. And once again, situations like that, it makes me think, well, okay, if I can be in the same room as someone with COVID and not get sick myself and have this proven by getting tested, then why do I need a vaccine? Mm-hmm. And so that's part of why I also don't feel particularly motivated to go get vaccinated. Yeah, it makes sense, right? Because <laughs> you literally lived with someone that had COVID. So I feel like there's a lot of people out there like you too. Like they're like, well, I've never got COVID before. And I've been with people that had COVID. So like, why do I need a vaccination? From my understanding, because my sister works for the paramedics, what she told me is like, because COVID is a type of virus where they're never going to make a vaccination or like a vaccine that will get rid of it. It's a virus. It's like the flu. It's always going to be here. So I asked her, like, so what's the point of the vaccination then? She's like, the reason they want people to get vaccinated is because it's not for me and you, it's for the older people. Like our immune system is strong. It can destroy COVID. But the reason they want us to get vaccinated is because the hospitals and places like the hospitals are getting overwhelmed. Even with the new different kind of COVID coming up, it's like they're scared that the hospitals will get overwhelmed again. So what the vaccination is doing, if I get the vaccination and if the older person gets the vaccination and we, we like hang out with people that, let's say if you have COVID and we hang out with you, if we get COVID, like COVID in our system is not going to be able to like bring that old person to their knees where they have to be in the hospital. That old person would be able to fight it because of the vaccination. So that, that's the reason they're pushing people to get, not even only older people, they're pushing it for people that have low immune system, people that are old, people that are, they have like prior disease, like cancer or like heart disease or diabetes or things like that. People with lower immune system. So if I get the vaccination and that older person has a vaccination, if we hang out with people that, let's say, they have COVID and we don't know, if we get COVID, it's not going to bring us to our knees. It's not going to bring that whole person to the knees where, to the point where that person has to go to a hospital. So she told me that that's the reason they want people to get the vaccination because it kind of protects you. It doesn't get rid of COVID. Like people get it twisted. They think the vaccination is supposed to get rid of COVID. That's impossible. It's, it's like the flu, you know, it just adapts. They just want to slow it down. 
they want people to go back to normal, you know? So if I'm working at a retail, you know, and I have, like, I have the vaccination, if someone with COVID comes in and I caught COVID, I will be able to go back to work because I already have the vaccination. So it's not going to slow me down. It's not going to get me sick, you know? So if I go back to work and someone without the vaccination comes in and he gets COVID, that person's going to be in the serious trouble because he doesn't have the vaccination to fight it. So that person's probably going to be out for a couple of days or even if you're sick and your immune system is really low, then you're probably going to have to go to the hospital. I can still get COVID. If everyone gets the vaccination and if people get start catching COVID, they still be able to go out. So like, they won't put you in restrictions. They want to get rid of the restrictions. Like, oh, you have to stay quarantined for 14 days. And it's proven that the vaccination actually helps fight COVID. You know, the vaccination plus your immune system will help you fight. If you get COVID, will help you fight COVID. But then there's people like you that are like, oh, I don't need a vaccination because, you know, I've survived COVID. And I understand. That's why I don't like the government pushing people to get it. You know, people should get freedom of choice. If someone wants to get it, let them get it. If they don't want to get it. Because I've been reading a lot of articles where people, they're like, I'm never getting the vaccine. You know, I'm never getting it. I'm never getting it. And they end up getting it. And they're dying in the hospital. If that's their choice, that's their choice. You know? But again, this... And that's why this topic is really serious. You know, we need to come at it with love, you know, and I feel like the first thing you should do if you really want to think about getting the vaccination or not is pray, you know, and if the, if the Holy Spirit is leading you into the, oh yeah, you shouldn't get it, then don't get it. But my walk is different than your walk. You know, your walk is different than Chris's walk. Chris's walk is different than TK's walk, you know. Everyone has a different walk. So if you pray about it and your convictions like don't get the vaccination, then don't get the vaccination. But I feel like people shouldn't be like, well, you're vaccinated, so I'm not going to be your friend. You know, why did you get the vaccination? You know, it's not good for you. I feel like people shouldn't do that. You know, I feel like people shouldn't come with conspiracy theories and like fill people's head up. You know, if I get the vaccination, that's good for me. You know, be like, okay, good. We can still be friends. You know, we can still hang out. We can still, you know, have this conversation. But I feel like some people's like, oh yeah, if you get vaccinated, I'm not going to be your friend. And I had people like that, you know, like, yeah, we're not going to talk no more. I'm like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's a crazy world we live in right now. <laughs> in quick response to that, first of all, the vaccine's effectiveness actually wears out over time. Israel is introducing booster shots. I believe Canada is doing that as well. And so the idea uh, is that if you want your vaccines to still be effective, then you need to take a booster shot once every five or six months. And once again, if this was purely a medical issue, then if you wanted to stay vaccinated, then you can just go and get more shots. If you don't care, if you think that you were good with your initial two shots, then that's fine as well. But there is the political dimension to this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with the vaccine passports. And mm. so the idea is that if you are not fully vaccinated and that you choose not to get a booster shot, then that means you are denied certain privileges. That's why I don't like, you see that part of the vaccination, I don't like that they're doing that. Yeah. Now, just so that we can transition to the main topic that we were supposed to have on hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because I've already done an episode on mandatory vaccinations, and I don't want to retread similar ground. But... I feel like that's a topic everywhere now. <laughs> yeah, but I assume that another reason why you've gotten vaccinated is because it's an expectation for your line of work as an actor. Yep. 
You're supposed to be on these unionized film sets and you're supposed to make sure that you're keeping everyone safe. What's that kind of environment been like for you working as an actor over the past year and a half? Man, it literally changed because when it comes to acting, it's all about relationship. It's all about that intimacy. You know, it's all about meeting people and like creating characters together. So when COVID hit, like the whole like environment, the whole like being on set was so different. First thing is first, when you are on set, you're not allowed to be close to people. You're supposed to have your mask on. When you're rehearsing, when you're doing your lines, you're supposed to be like six feet apart, which is really hard for an actor because usually when for actors, when you're doing a scene, you want to be intimate. You want to be and I'm not talking about like intimacy, like oh, romantic movies or anything like that, like any kind of scene, you know, you just want to be close to that person and be like, okay, so this is how we're going to do this line. I want to work with you like this. This is what I have in mind when you're building your character, right? But you can't do that with COVID because they, they want you to be apart. The only time you, you can be together is when the camera is actually on and is actually filming. So it was really, it was a challenging time to leave that intimacy behind and to be like, okay, I got to do my line by myself create my character by myself and then when the camera's on that's when I can be intimate with you which is so hard because you didn't rehearse you know you didn't have that time to like work on your script with your partner or with your co-star you know so it's super it was a challenging time it was different it was everyone was shot everyone was like you know even kissing scenes originally when they wrote the script there was a kissing scene or there was like a romantic scene in it but since COVID hit they started taking scenes like that out you know, now instead of kissing or now instead of being in like a romantic relationship with your partner or with your co-star, they change it into like, oh, I just hold their hands. Even that is not allowed sometimes. So like the whole business changed. But now with the vaccination, because that's the reason I feel like my spirit was pushing me together. It's because if I'm going to do this line of job, you know, I got to be respectful to other people's opinion. You know, for me, I'm like I told you, I have no problem with the vaccination. So I got it, you know. So when we're back on set, like yesterday, I was on set for almost 13 hours. You're still allowed to have that, you know, you're allowed to have that intimate, you're still supposed to wear your mask, but you can have that intimacy, you know? So I feel like that's what is needed in my career. You need that intimacy and COVID kind of took that away. And not only in like, I guess, in acting and like everything, you know, in human relationship, you know, people doing a lot of Zooms. You can't do in-person auditions no more. I have to do auditions on Zoom, you know, conversation like this we can't have it in person and I feel like that's the thing that COVID took is the intimacy you know the division and it sucks it really does sucks but now with the vaccination is slowly slowly but I'm surely getting back into it we still wear a mask on sets when you go to auditions you got to sanitize yourself every single time anything you touch you got to wipe it down physical testing is still there the only time you're allowed to come together is when the camera's on so it's, it's, it's different But we're human beings, right? We adapt to things. (laughs) I presume, though, this isn't why you became an actor, though, to experience conditions that were like this? Nope, definitely not. (laughs) Definitely not. Because I always liked, when I was a little kid, I always wanted to be able to play different characters, like get into a a different mindset, you know, because I was always fascinated by humans because humans, we're so different. Like every single person has their own story. Every single person has their own path. And as a kid, I was always interested into like, why does this person do this? You know, why does this person walk like this? Why does this person act like this? You know, so I was always fascinated by the human mind. So I was just like, when I started watching movies, I'm like, I can get to explore 
all these different characters. You know, so as a kid growing up, I was like, wow, I want to be an actor so I can like be able to challenge, like find out who I am by playing a different character. You know, like how does TK, how does, where do, where did he come from? Why does he do the things he does? You know, if someone ever told me to play TK, I'll go investigate and really get it in his mind, you know, and that's what I love about acting. You get to play character and it's fun, you know, and that's the reason I got into acting, you know, you get to have that intimacy again. And that's the word I like to use with a different character. Like find out why does Superman does what he does if you ever get to play Superman, you know? And that's what I love about acting. When they give me a character, I'm just like, wow, why is he doing this? You know? So I just like get into it and then have fun with it. And then you go on set and you just give your idea to the director and the director, you just work with him. And, you know, and then when COVID hit, it's like that, that kind of went away. You know, you just got to work by yourself. And then when you're on set, you know, you just do everything by yourself. And that kind of sucks. <laughs> Yeah. What is your best impression of TK? What do you mean? From what you've been able to discern from his behavior and his speech patterns, what is your best impression of him as an actor? If someone ever told me to play TK, from what I know, I feel like he's a fast talker. He thinks a lot. You know, when something comes to his mind, it goes like a million seconds. You know, it's just like he has so much things to say in his mind and I feel like even with our bible studies when he's speaking he just has so much to say and I'm just like wait slow down I'm still in your last idea so as a character if someone tells you to play TK that's one of the things I would like take in like he's a fast person you know he always gets ideas and like here oh yeah here you know oh yeah Donald so what, what, do you, what do you think about this before I can even think about the question you asked me he's on the next one already so that's the thing I, uh, I feel like about TK he's a fast talker the thing about you what I like about you is you listen. You're the person to sit back, you listen, you take it in, and then you come with your idea. And then you, you drop your idea. And then I like when you speak, you just like, you take it easy. You know, you just like, when you talk, you're like, okay, so you're like a storyteller, basically. You know, this is the beginning, this is the middle, and this is the end. That's the thing about love by you. When you speak, you tell a story. You know, this is what happens. Like if someone asks you, you know, about your trip to Alberta, you have a beginning, you have a middle, and you have an end. You know, that's what I like about you. You sit back and you relax and you're like, okay, all right. And then you give your idea. So if someone tells me to play your character, that's what I'll do. I just, I feel like you're more like laid back and like, okay, I'm listening. I'm listening. And that's what I like. I like, that's why I love interaction with people. Cause you get to sit back and you're like, so this is how you work. <laughs> you know, like right now when I'm talking to you, I feel like you're really listening and then you're going to give your idea. That's what I love about people. Everyone's different. Everyone's so different. You seem to be taking this idea of acting very seriously, the idea that you can play anyone you want, whether it's someone who's a lot like yourself, like TK, Black, African, has a deeper voice, but mm -hmm. otherwise, I'm pretty sure you could make a fairly good impression of him. To someone who is a white, autistic, young adult like me, has that serious mindset always been on the forefront of your career for you? Has it ever been about the money or the fame for you? Never, never. The only thing about when I got into acting before I met Jesus Christ, I thought I got into acting for myself. Even before I met Jesus Christ, I didn't think about the money. I didn't think about the fame. I didn't think about whatever. The only reason I got into acting was for myself. I was like, it was for me. you know. But when I met Jesus Christ, I started realizing, the reason I'm getting into acting is not for the world. So the way I look at acting now is like, I want to do this because I want to glorify God. You know, if I make it there and I will, by the grace of God, if I make it there, 
I want to bring the presence of Jesus Christ to Hollywood because I feel like that's what's lacking right now. We're slowly it's coming. As you can see, Justin Bieber, a lot of the rappers, a lot of actors are turning into faith. You know, they're starting to believe now. Yeah, and that's what I want to bring. I want to bring, because a lot of people are like, oh yeah, Hollywood is like the devil's playground. Hollywood's like hell. You know, you don't want to go there. But I want to go there, you know, because Jesus Christ went to places where people told him, hey, she's a prostitute. Don't talk to her. You know, if Jesus was here and now, he'll be going to strip clubs. You know, he'll be going to broken places, you know, where there's drug addicts. He'll be talking to people like that, you know, and that's why I want to bring the presence of God to Hollywood. So when I get to Hollywood, I'll be like, the reason I'm here is because God wants me to be here. The reason I'm doing this is because God wants me to do this. Hey, if you're watching my movie, if you love the things I do on screen, know that you can do anything you want. But just remember, God is the reason you're here. You know, Jesus Christ died on the cross so you can have this, so you can live life. You know, I want to bring that presence into Hollywood and change the people's mindset about Hollywood. If you want to be an actor, don't be scared. Don't listen to people like, oh, yeah, he's a devil's playground. You know, you can't be an actor. No, Jesus Christ acting is part of life. You know, that's the talent God gave you. Then pursue it. You know, if you want to be a business person, pursue it. You know, just remember, you can't do it by yourself. You know, that's why I used to think, you know, I'm going to do it by myself. I'm going to be an actor. I'm going to make it there. It's all me, 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 me. And I'm starting to realize, no, it's definitely not me, me, me. It's all about Jesus Christ. It's all about God. Everything that I do, I do it with God in mind. You know, this conversation that we're having, you know, I ask God, I'm like, can I do this? Yes, go do this. You never know who's going to be watching this. You know, you and him, you guys might have amazing conversation that would change your life. You know, you might change my life. I might change your life. You know, you might give me something that I'd be like, wow, I never thought about it like that. Like the COVID thing. I never knew that, you know, and God's like, yeah, go do it. And that's why I want to do it to glorify God. So how have you been glorifying God through the film roles that you've chosen? It's beautiful because when I'm on set, I'm talking about my faith. When I'm, when I'm working with different actors, when we're on break or when we're like working on our scenes, I'm like, you know, I'm talking about my faith. I'm putting the name of Christ there. And that's what I want to do. Every single time I'm on set or every single time I'm working with a makeup artist or like something like that, I want to be like, hey, have you heard about Jesus Christ? You know, or if they ask me, so how did you get here? God brought me here. Who's God? Then you can start having that conversation, you know? Oh, you don't know about God? Let me tell you about him. Oh, you don't know about Jesus Christ? Let's talk about him, you know? Things like that. Remember, Jesus Christ said, all you got to do is just plant a seed. You're not going to change that person like that, you know? But that conversation that you have with that person, yeah, so you never heard about Jesus Christ? Guess what? When I was like dying in the world, the reason I'm here right now is because what he did 2,000 years ago. What did he do 2,000 years ago? Oh, you didn't know? You didn't never heard about the cross? I heard about it, but I actually don't know. You know, conversation like that, you know, so you can have it, so you can put it in their mind. So it might take two years, it might take 10 years, but that person will remember that conversation. And that's what I want to do, you know? Even when I do my slates, you know, I'm like, if people ask me, so what's your passion? I love doing devotionals. What are, about what? What's, what's devotionals? Oh man, I love getting into the Bible and just studying a part of the Bible. What's the Bible? Oh, you never heard about, you know? And then you start having that conversation and the people are like, wow, never heard of that. And then you plant a seed and then that's all you got to do. Once you plant the seed, that the Holy Spirit is going to work. And that's what I want to bring to Hollywood. Bring his name to Hollywood. So my faith is open book. You know, if someone doesn't want to give me the part because I'm a believer, well, okay. At least I planted a seed. And now, you know, you're going to remember me. and be like, yeah, I didn't give that role to that guy because he believed in Jesus. But now at least you have that Jesus in your head, you know. You're going to, be, you're going to start thinking about him. And that's what I want to do. I just want to plant seeds everywhere I go. Okay.
Do you think you could do that while also working on set, playing the role of, say, a serial killer? For me, any character that I get auditioned for, first of all, I told my agent I won't do anything that has to do with porn or like nudity, anything like that. I'm not, that's not part of me. You know, if someone wants to do that, they, they can do that. That's not part of me. So I told my agents there's some characters that I won't play. But in the sense of like a serial killer or like a horror movie, like I told you, everyone has a story. And for me, I just like telling the story, you know. So let's say if I get a role of a serial killer, you know, my thing is, it's not about the fact that that person's killing someone. It's like, how did that person get to that part of killing that, being a serial killer? Like Jesus Christ, when he was talking to uh, the prostitute by the well, he asked the question, how did you get here? What made you get to this point? Remember, when God looks at us, he doesn't look at us the way we look at us. You know, he doesn't look at us, oh, you're a serial killer. You're a rapist. He doesn't look at us like that. You know, he doesn't look at the flesh. He, he wants to know, how did you get to this point? And for me, I like doing roles like that because I want to be like, what's your story? Everyone has a story. There's a reason you became a serial killer. And that's what I'll convey in, my, in, in the movies that I'll play. I'll be like, this is a storytelling of how he became the most evil person on earth. For me, it's like the way I glorify God in Hollywood is like God can take me anywhere. If I get a role of a serial killer, the only reason I'll get that part is because God wants me to get that part. Remember, God opens the doors. He shuts the doors that you're not supposed to enter. He opens the door you're supposed to enter. So if I'm supposed to play a serial killer, I'll sit down and I'm praying to God. I'm like, so why did you give me this role? Why do you want me to play this role? I literally have a conversation with him. I'm like, so why? Why this role? But again, I believe that Every single role that I get, God will open the door and he'll shut the door. Because some of them is from the devil. Remember, the devil also works in your life, right? So some roles, the devil might give it to you. Be like, okay, this is your dream. I'm going to give you all this dark stuff so you can glorify me. You know, it's the satanic stuff, you know? But I believe in God. My faith is based on God. My foundation is on Jesus Christ. I'm covered by his blood. So any roles that I get, if it's not meant for me, it'll just go around me. You know, that's why I believe every single audition I go to, if I don't get it, I don't like sit there and be like, oh my God, I didn't get that audition. Do I suck? No, it's because God didn't want me to do that. But there are, there are some roles I, I'll never do. <laughs> you know, like anything that has to do with porn, I'll never do that. Because I know we're not supposed to do that, you know. <laughs> that's not how you're supposed to glorify sex. Because sex is a gift from God. And, and the way porn glorifies sex is God does not want that. And I believe God would never send me a role like that. Do you have any specific stories of times when you know that you were an inspiration through your faith to the people you were working with on set? I actually have one. I was doing a commercial a few years ago. It's crazy because I didn't have that relationship aspect of being with God yet. So I was on set and I was talking to this girl. Her name is Sarah. She's a wonderful person. And we were talking and she believes in, I guess, higher power she doesn't want to say god but she believes in like fortune tells you know those cards that you know like i can tell your future by reading the cards so she believes in reading cards and things like that she believes in the universe you know and then we were having conversation and then we were just talking and then she actually even taught me that hey maybe i need to go back to my faith you know so i started talking about my faith to her she started talking about her faith and then we had a beautiful conversation about you know i was giving her my side on why, why, why I believe God exists. And she was giving me her side on why she believes she's a, what's that word? Not an atheist, but agnostic. So she, you know, she believes like, she does not believe that God is there or not. She just wants proof. She's not an atheist, but she thinks it's higher power, but she doesn't know if it's God or if it's Allah or if it's like 
a Buddhist God or whatever. She, but she believes there's a higher power. And I was just telling her why I believe it's God and it's Jesus Christ, you know? So we were just having a conversation like that. And that's what I want. I want to have a conversation with someone on set about my faith. And just like I told you earlier, I just plant a seed. And it was a beautiful conversation. She gave me her beliefs. Everyone was just like, wow, that's interesting. I never knew about that. But we know that you're not supposed to follow people that read cards, people that think they can read the future. You know, we see it in the Bible. You're not supposed to do that, you know? So we, I was just telling her, this is why I don't believe in that. And she was telling me, this is why she doesn't believe in that. And it was a beautiful conversation. And now that I wasn't even rooted in God yet. I was coming back and things like that. I love stories like that. Going back to the kinds of roles that you play, I think that as a Black guy in the past, you would have had very limited options, the kinds of roles that you would have been allowed to play. Yes. You might have been able to play a character who was very contemporary. You might have been able to play a character who was very science fiction-y. If you ever had the chance to work on a period piece, you'd probably be playing a slave. I feel like nowadays in the film and television industry, there's been a greater push for diversity, which obviously you're probably going to like because it allows you the chance to get more roles. Sometimes, though, there are times when you have a character and they're asking for a specific actor to play that character. And it becomes clear that it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense for an actor of another ethnicity to play that character. Most immediate examples that come to mind, I think they cast a Hispanic actress to play Supergirl in the upcoming Flash movie. Yeah. When traditionally she's been white and blonde. And Warner Brothers is also talking about potentially rebooting Superman again, this time mm -hmm. with a black lead. I kind of wanted to get your take on what you thought about that kind of development. If it's something that you take seriously, like other people take seriously, or if it's for you, if it's just part of the nature of acting, of trying to disappear into another role and trying to convince the audience that you are indeed another person. I love that question. I love that right now there's a lot of diversity, not only for Black people, for Asians, for Spanish. Give it like 10 years ago or 15 years ago, it's like, if you want to be a lead, you have to be white. You know, all the white male actors, not even women, all the white male actors were getting all the good leading men roles, you know? But now there's more diversity. I love that. But to answer your question, there are some roles that I cannot play. It doesn't matter, you know, because of the color of my skin, there's some roles that I cannot play. Hitler. No one will ever go and offer me a role to play. Hell yeah, you want to play Hitler? No, no one will ever give me that role, you know, because of the color of my skin. Or I don't know, there's some characters that I cannot play because of the color of my skin. And I'm happy with that, you know? But when it comes to like the example that you gave with comic book characters, I love reading comic books. If you read comic books, there are characters in comic books, there are black supermen, you know? So that's not a problem, you know? Black people can play supermen because in the comic books, there have been black supermen, you know? Because remember, Superman and Supergirl, they're not human, they're alien. So it, it can be any kind of alien, you know? <laughs> the, yeah, typically it's supposed to be, you know, Clark Kent is a white person. But if you read the comic book, there's a different universe where Clark Kent is actually a black person because the race where they came from, their colors were different. Which, when it comes to comic book characters, I don't mind. Like, I can play Superman, you can play Superman, Indian person can play Superman, you know, because it's been like that in the comic books. But there are in real life or like in, if you're trying to tell like a story about someone's like Hitler's life or something, like I cannot do that, you know, and, and, and I don't care. And I, I'm not going to be sad like, oh, yeah, you didn't give me that role. 
you know, no, because I know because of the color of my skin, I cannot play some characters, especially if you're telling a biopic, you know, Tupac, I can play Tupac. I don't look like him, but I, someone can be like, okay, I can see maybe you can play Tupac, but you, you cannot play Tupac, you know, no one's going to offer you the role to play Tupac or Biggie, you know, because of the color of your skin. And I feel like you shouldn't have get offended because you were made white, I was made black, someone's made Indian, you know, there's some roles that we cannot just play. But when it comes to like, I don't want to be typecast. And that's what I like about the world that we live in today, because typecast is out now, because back 10 years ago, black characters, you either a gangster, you either a drug dealer, you either, I guess, the bad guy, and that's it. You know, you cannot be a police officer. You cannot be a leading man. Black people cannot be the hero of the story unless you're like a well-known actor like Denzel Washington or like Will Smith. You know, if you're black, you cannot be the leading actor. You can only be the villain. You know, you cannot play a police officer or a doctor or a hero, you know, but now they're changing that. A lot of black actors are actually becoming leading men, you know, like you've seen Get Out, Black Driven Movie, Us, Black Driven Movie, you know, even directors, they're giving a lot of opportunities for black directors, not only black, Asian directors, Indian directors to come and actually make movies. Ten years ago, that wasn't the case. You know, most directors were white. Most producers were white. But now I love that we are actually starting to step up, you know, black people, Indian, Asians, you know, yes, you know, racism is still there. And a lot of people even ask me, like, you're Black. How do you think you're going to make it into Hollywood, you know? And I'm like, by the grace of God, you know, God wants me to be here, you know? Because of the color of my skin, that's not going to stop me, you know? I'm going to keep going. It doesn't matter if I have an accent or it doesn't matter if I'm too short or I'm too fat. If you have a dream, you always got to go for it. But you got to make sure that dream is God-given dream and it's not your personal dream, you know? It's not what you want. You got to make sure, hey, God wants you to be here. And, and that's why I did first. I made sure that, hey, is this where you want me to go? Is this the path you want me to go? And that's why I feel like this is my calling. And the color of my skin, my accent, the way I look, is not going to stop me. You know, by the grace of God, I'm going to make it. So yeah, there are some characters that I can never play. There's a lot of leading roles. Like a lot of people get sensitive, like, oh, why are you making Superman black? Superman's not black. There's black Supermans. You know, you, you got to know your history. You know, you can't just say, yeah, Superman's not black because all you've seen was white characters play Superman. If you read the comic books, there's many times where Superman was black, you know, so you can't do that, you know, you got to know your history. So superhero roles can be anything. I cannot play Iron Man. That's another example, you know. I cannot play Iron Man because typically Iron Man is white. You know, his story where his dad came from was a white character, you know. So you can't change that character to be black because you want to bring minority up, you know. You can't do that because that character, being white is part of that character, you know. So there's some characters that you can play and I cannot play to some characters that I can play, then you cannot play. If I really wanted to, could I play Black Panther? <laughs> you see, like, I don't know, Black Panther. I feel like you cannot play Black Panther, you know? It's just, listen to the name, Black Panther, you know? <laughs> and if you know the history of Black Panther, just take out the comic book. But the reason they made Black Panther the comic book is because, you know, you know the Black Panther movement, right? That's the reason why they make the Black Panther comic book, you know, because it came from the Black Panther movement. So a white person cannot play back Black Panther. That's it just is not possible. And I'm not just saying that it because it's racism or anything. It just is not possible. Even if there's an alternate version of Black Panther somewhere in the Marvel Comics continuity. where Then you're not Black Panther. You know, that's what I say. You got to know your history, right? There's never been a comic book made where the Black Panther was actually white. There's been White Panther, like Winter Soldier, but he was White Panther before. You know, he wasn't Black Panther, but he was raised in Wakanda, but he was white. 
you know he was raised they even teased it in the movies a little bit but in the comic book he was actually a panther not black panther but it was a panther so he had the costume and everything you know but he wasn't black panther but he was part of the panther movement you know because he was raised in wakanda he was a white person raised in wakanda but black people so they trained him to become a panther there is that we can play that you know but the character t'challa you know that character is black you give me here his name you know <laughs> there's no way you, you can cast that as a white person you know but winter soldier you know winter soldier he was black panther once you know you can do that like i cannot play winter soldier you know it doesn't matter you know because of the color of my skin i cannot play winter soldier because if you know the history of winter soldier it ties into the nazis you know there's never been a black winter soldier nick fury you can play nick fury because there's been a white nick fury i can play nick fury because there's been a black nick fury in the comic books there's been both so you know you just got to know your history you know people just get overly sensitive about these things because they don't know their history you know that's the thing i cannot play jesus if they were ever making another story about Jesus, I cannot play Jesus. Because typically speaking, Jesus was a Jew. And back in the day, there, was, there weren't a lot of Black Jews. And he's from Israel, you know, Bethlehem. And technically, you got to go to Israel for that. <laughs> you know, you got to cast an Israel actor. And you cannot cast like a British white actor to play Jesus either. Unless he can pull it off. And, you know, <laughs> but I cannot play Jesus. And I'm cool with that. Because, you know, if you know the history, Jesus wasn't dark-skinned. You know, because he's from Israel. And back, if you do your history, there were a little bit fair skins. I feel like I don't get sensitive when it comes to that stuff because I feel like you just got to know your history. How are you given the opportunity to be a part of the film and television industry in the first place? Well, I went to school for it for two years. And then as soon as I finished school, I started looking for agents. In this world, if you don't have an agent, you cannot <laughs> good luck trying to make it into this world, you know? So I, right when I finished school, I went and looked for an agent. My first agent wasn't the one that I wanted. She did a good job, but we didn't have that relationship. So I looked for a different agent. And now I have an agent. His name is Brad. He's an amazing person. We sat down and I told him why I wanted to get into this world. And, you know, my ambitions, my passion. We had a good conversation and I felt like, wow, I love this relationship side of, you know, forget the business, but we had a relationship. He understood me and I understood him. So I signed a contract and then, you know, he's like, okay, so let's do it. And then he started sending me auditions. And then that's how I started making my way in by going to do auditions and stuff. So you need an agent. Hey, if someone tells you, yeah, you can be an actor without an agent, you can, you know, <laughs> I'm not stopping you, but, you know, it'd be 10 times easier if you have an agent. What do you like about Brad? He's honest. You know, he will never give me anything that he knows I cannot do. I feel like, I don't know, he might be a different person, you know, but from having a conversation with him, I took that honesty. He gave me that honesty side of him, you know, and I feel like he's a good guy. You know, again, you never know people, you know, people might have their own twisted ideas, but from what he gave me, from what I saw, you know, I like talking to people and from what I got from him, he's honest. He will never give me anything that he knows I cannot do. And I can have a conversation with him. So if he gives me something, I'm like, yeah, I don't think I can do this. And then he's going to be like, so why not? You know, we can have a conversation. You know, he always gives me ahead of time, you know, like, oh, are you working tomorrow? Oh, yeah, I'm working tomorrow. Okay, so you, you won't be able to do this then. You know, we always talked. I have his personal number, so we always text and stuff. So that's good. Is he a Christian? I don't know if he's a Christian. We never got there yet. I don't know if he's a Christian yet. You've known each other for years and you don't know? Known each other for two years, yeah. Okay. Well, we missed one year because COVID hit. So we actually didn't talk for that whole year because, again, acting slowed down. Yeah, so yeah, that's a good question. I actually never even bothered to ask if he was a Christian or not. He knows I'm a Christian, though. Yeah, I feel like he's an agnostic. I feel like he believes 
but he doesn't know if there's God out there. Like he knows there's a God, but he doesn't know what God. He wants proof, but he's not an atheist. I know he's not an atheist. Okay. Some of the projects that you've been involved in that the listeners can look you up and I guess watch one of your guest spots on a TV show or watch you in a movie. Well, I actually have Star Trek Discovery. I did that last year. I'm playing an alien, which was an amazing time being in costume and like being in makeup. So that's coming out in November. I think I believe in the end of November is, is the first episode, season three, no, season four, episode one. I did a commercial. You can find it on YouTube. I forgot what the name was. It was an airline commercial. I did a theater job. I did a couple of theater jobs. So I have videos if you want me to send that to you guys. Yeah, no, there's some, because acting is really hard. So I've, I don't have like a full credit, but I'm getting there. You know, I'm getting the opportunities. I'm auditioning. And uh, I just did a short film, which got accepted to a film festival. So that's fun. You guys can watch that yet because it's for a film festival. So they have it under locks. I did a, another short yesterday, so that's coming on next summer. So, yes, yeah, yeah, God's given me good opportunities, and I thank him for that. Where do you want to be in the next five years with your career or with the intersection of your career and your personal life? Where I want to be in five years is where God wants me to be. You know, favorite quote in the Bible, it says men have their own plans, but God plans is 10 times better. You know, wherever I can think of, God has better plans for me. So in five years, I want to be where God wants me to be, which I don't know, because, you know, you don't know where God's going to take you. So in five years, I want to be where God wants me to be. You never know. You know, he might give me a different direction, make me come in doctor or something. But, you know, for now, I know this is where he wants me to be. And I'm enjoying every moment of it. I'm having fun with it. My relationship with him is building. My relationship with my calling is going up. And my calling is going to lead me to my purpose. And I cannot wait for that day. So in five years, I want to be where God wants me to be. I'm assuming you're also trying to build up the relationship that you have with your current girlfriend, right? Yes, yes, yes. That's, that's going amazing. Actually, God already gave me a date where I'm going to ask her to marry me. We have promise rings right now. We just celebrated our two years anniversary in June. So soon I'm going to ask her to marry me. That relationship is going amazing. You know, God is definitely the foundation of that relationship. And marriage is next step for us in that relationship. How do you think you'll be able to maintain that kind of relationship when you're working long 13-hour days? You're involving yourself with kissing scenes with other co-stars. If you're playing romantic roles, how do you think that you'll still be able to maintain stability in the real life romantic relationship that you have with your girlfriend? That's a beautiful question, man. I love it because we all know girls are sensitive, you know, they're emotional, right? And even my girlfriend told me, you know, she's open book. She told me that she doesn't feel safe. She doesn't feel right that being like romantic, you like my character is being romantic with some other girl. She doesn't feel safe with that. But what I always tell her is, God gave you to me for a reason. Again, God is our foundation in this relationship. So God will never give us something we cannot handle. There's a reason I haven't been in a romantic movie yet. Because God knows that I cannot handle it and she cannot handle it yet. So God is working on our character. And I believe and I have faith that's going to be a time where if I do get that romantic movie, it's not going to hurt her as much. Because she knows that, hey, it's just that's a different character. The man that I fell in love with, that's not him. She fell in love with Donald, not Jake, you know? So like God is going to give us what we can handle at the right time, you know? So that's right. Right now, I told her not to focus about the future, live in the moment. You know, I always tell her when she feels insecure, when she feels like I don't love her as much, 
all you gotta do is just reassure. You know, there's a reason we are in a relationship together. There's a reason God brought us together. There's a reason why we lasted two years. We always had that mentality is like divorce is not gonna be an option. Like if we fight, if we argue, whatever, we're never going to sleep mad at each other and divorce is never an option. And that's why a lot of people tell me, oh, you're going to Hollywood. You see what's going to happen in Hollywood? A lot of people are like breaking up. A lot of people are like, I'm like, yeah, but that's not going to happen to us because the foundation that our relationship is built on is God and God alone. Not a human, not a pastor, not mentor, whatever. No, it's God and God alone. So we pray every night. We do a Bible together. We watch sermons together. We worship together. So, you know, if you keep our relationship with God, I 100%, actually 110% believe that our relationship is going to last through anything. So, yeah, no, insecurities come, challenges come. Life's not supposed to be easy. Even Jesus Christ said life's not going to be easy. But if you believe in him, if you trust in him, we'll last. And that's what I believe will last. So it's going great. I love her. She loves me. She loves that I'm doing this too, you know, even though she doesn't like it, that I'm going to eventually have to kiss a girl on screen. But she knows, you know. She knows that your relationship is secure. Yep. The foundation is God. Nothing's going to break that down. I always talk. I feel like that's what people are missing. You know, when, when, when they're in a relationship, as soon as they get into fight, oh yeah, we're getting divorced. Oh yeah, I don't like you no more. You know, I mean, I don't love you no more. You know, I, I have this favorite quote and I always tell her, I'm like, love starts when feelings end. It's a beautiful quote. You know, love starts when feelings end. Because love, love and feelings are two different things. I feel like, you know, if you're in a relationship and you like someone or you have a feeling for someone, that's, that's different. Love is the definition of God. And what, what does God has with us? Patience, kindness, compassion, slow to anger, you know, all these fruits. And that's what I have in our relationship, you know, like I'm always listening. I'm always talking. When we fight, we're like, okay, let's walk away, cool down, come back and figure out why we're fighting. You know, that's what love is. You got to be patient with that person. It's just not a feeling no more. You know, you got to love every single side of that. If she's on a period, if she's not looking attractive at that moment, you know, if she's sick, if she needs you to do something, you know, you got to put your feelings aside and love her. That's what we have. We have love, you know, so we're patient with each other. You know, we've seen the ugliest side of her. She knows everything about me, like all my weaknesses, all my flaws, you know, but she still chooses to stay in the relationship. And that's why I feel like it's going to last. That's beautiful. We're starting to run out of time. Like, literally. I actually have one question for you. Just one question. What made you do this podcast? I don't know if I asked this before. No, I didn't. So back in February of 2020, I had just gotten fired from my job working at the West Edmonton Mall World Water Park. And I was trying to find a new job. I had a lot of free time on my hands. I was very stressed out about the future. And this was right before COVID hit. And I remember in my spare time, I would have these conversations with my roommate, Samir. And in talking with him and the depth of our conversations, he, he said, hey, Nathan, what if we were to just record ourselves having conversations and putting them out onto the internet as a podcast? Is that something you'd be interested in doing? And I thought, well, okay, sure. It's not like I have other commitments that I need to worry about. So I'll do that. From there, of course, COVID hit and the prospect of employment was no longer much of an option anymore. I had a lot of spare time to sit down, record these episodes and edit them. But Samir, he had to depart early, partly because he was moving out of the house 
partly because there was a long stretch of time where he was going to Ontario on vacation with his girlfriend in the middle of the pandemic. It's something that I don't fully understand to this day, but it is what it is. And so that forced me to seek out other friends of mine in order to have these conversations. And now it seems like I'm transitioning from just talking to my friends to talking to whatever random person seems interested enough to come on the show, like you. That's crazy, Len. What's the name of the podcast? You don't know. I don't know. Okay, you're going to find out when I release this episode. You're keeping it a surprise. Okay, okay, I like that. When people come on this, I feel like they can really talk to you. You know, I feel like most podcasts, when someone hosts a podcast, usually people don't give them a lot of opportunity to talk. But I feel like with you, like I said, you give people opportunity to talk and you listen. And that's what I like about this podcast, man. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. We will. <laughs> Amen to that. That's good. That's all my questions. <laughs> I know you got to go. <laughs> yes, I really need to go volunteer at this convention. It was really great talking with you, Donald. You're a very optimistic, very inspiring person. And I hope that for your own career as well, I hope everything turns out good for you. Thank you, man. The same for you, man. With the grace of God, your podcast is going to blow up, man. I cover you with the blood of Jesus. God, thank you for this amazing conversation. Let Nathan go do his thing and come back and sleep and relax and just work amazing miracles in our life. Thank you so much, God. It's going to be good, man. Thank you so much, man. This has been Because We're Not the Same, a podcast hosted, produced, and edited by Nathan Raymond Ray, with special guest Donald Lango. To listen to more episodes, you can follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Verbal, iHeartRadio, or Podbean. You can also visit our Facebook page or our website, bwntscast.wordpress.com. If you're interested in coming on the show as a guest, feel free to reach out to us and we'll see about having you on. Thank you for listening.